Hello, just interrupting this little part of the podcast to say thank you to Liam Taylor, LT guitarist, um, for recording us a an intro. Um, if you like the intro or want anything from him, he is on Coffee, uh, the website ko-fi-lt guitarist. Fantastic um, for the theme. We love it to pieces. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. As usual, I'm your host, Unusual Greg, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is Smith, which is me. Um, I'm DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And then there is... Scruffy, I am hiding in the background. I am effectively what Smith labelled the ghost. And I sort of sit here and just, you know, keep track of stats and stuff. Excellent, excellent. I think, uh, based on last week, obviously, if we're keeping those nicknames, I need to get rid of my nickname as the Oracle. Uh, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in just a moment's time. Um, the news this week, uh, we are quite excited to say, according to NFL.com, uh, the Saints are planning to return to New Orleans after week three three so that's really good news obviously they're kind of still reeling from hurricane ida so obviously they feel confident that the 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 rebuild and kind of um everything's going on is on track for them to be there um so that's fantastic to hear um in other news apparently there is um some i would say dissent with the giant's wide receivers Golladay, tony apparently are frustrated with their roles um like i don't don't get me wrong i don't think the giants offense is fantastic but like there's they're saying um that 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 the offense wasn't firing and I, i don't know like i don't get this situation like they, when they say it wasn't firing, do you mean they're effectively blaming the quarterback? I, I think so. Like, they're, they're, there's talk of relationships and all this kind of stuff, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, they're, they're a big part of their offense. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure what they're, they're they're actually on about. I, I, I'm I'm really confused by like because at the end of the day, right? You look at it, Daniel Jones an okay quarterback. Like, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback for the New York Giants for too much longer because I don't think he's got what they need to to excel. But he threw up some good balls to, to kind of throw. Now, I don't know whether it's just they're not being targeted enough or maybe it's a money thing. Um, I don't know. It could be just a money thing. But yeah, that's that's the the news. Again, if if any of this kind of progresses till next week, we'll talk about it next week. Um, but just just like on a side note, yeah, like um, you saying it's in relationships. Is it like as in like it's quite he's not the right fit for the type of player I am, or is it is it bitching? Is it like being in high school? Yeah, well. I think so. Kenny Golladay has said um, he's frustrated with targets, um, and I think I've got the stats here. He finished with 
three catches on eight targets. Now, okay, that is low for a, a wide receiver, but at the end of the day, it's week two and the offense was doing well. Um, now, again, it could just be Jones not seeing him as an open target. It could be that there maybe is a breakdown in the relationship there where Jones doesn't trust Kenny Golladay. But I'm just... Like, when I think of the Giants' offense, I don't think of mega passing. I think of going a lot with the run game through Barkley with a good amount of throws, but not for deep, deep yardage. That's what I think when I think of the Giants' offense. Now, I don't know if about you, but do you think about anything different with the Giants' offense? Um, to be honest, I've not really watched them, and the only mm. thing I can imagine at the moment is every time an offensive player getting tackled, I'm standing up and going, I'm walking here! <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's, I, I, need to, I need to watch again, because I, I did keep, keep saying it was advertised about the um, one of the New York Giants players being back, and I think he is an offensive player. He might be like a wide receiver or something right. against the, and it was like, uh, the captain of the Washington yeah. team um, and it was like this big rivalry thing but I, I do actually want to watch that game just to see yeah. how it played out yeah and I say like I, I watched the highlights and I say it weren't I mean it weren't bad offensively um, you know I I, I I got nothing really I, I don't know like I just think it's week two for for them I don't I, like, I just don't get it I don't get the arguments like you, you, you're getting you're out there. You played. You're playing good football. That I say. I'm trying not to spoil things, but like the Giants played well, and if you're part of a team that has played well, what are you complaining about? I don't know. I don't know. But with that being the news, let's move on to the predictions. Um, Scruffy, do you want to break down our predictions from last week? Yes, so as per usual in this section, as going forward, this is going to be a breakdown of the previous predictions, not the new ones. They will come at the end. Absolutely. So, getting started on this, uh, this is the first week I actually put a bet on NFL to make it a little bit of a sidetrack for half a second, and uh, that was interesting. Got about half of them right on the Acker out of 13, so that's always nice. Nice. But on these guys' front, um, wasn't because they're obviously doing three this time, it wasn't as great as last time. Um, with basically Greg getting absolutely everything nailed about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you both effectively drew. Yeah. Um, so you both, to start with, got one out of three. Yeah. Each. Uh, so the first game, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Bills. Uh, Smith, you predicted the Steelers to win. Greg, you predicted the Bills to win. Mm-hmm. Smith got that one, obviously. You would yep. have seen the results. Um, yeah, 23-16. 23-16. So it was close. Yeah, it was very close. So, I mean, it was it was Bills' game. I think up until the second half. But, yeah. The the it, thing I'll say is the Bills got just so much kind of wrong on offense. Um, they they let me just find my notes properly for it. Just while you're finding your notes, I will uh, just um, quickly say as well. Yeah. Um, the like from kickoff, did you see um, the 
kick return. Yeah, yeah. Because see, that's that, one of my notes. Is is the Bills McKenzie. kick returns? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he what he ran he ran it back to the inside of the twenty five for a yeah. gain of seventy five yards. Yeah, off the bat. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like yeah. I say, I was watching Red Zone at the time, and then I watched the game in forty afterwards, um, just so I could make some proper notes. And the Bills started out the game really well. Like the Bills started out the game really well. They just really struggled with their red zone offense. Like their red zone offense was atrocious. Um, there, one of the things I will say is the offensive game, the the hand, the post handoff motions, the offensive tricks. They done really well on that. They got killed by flags. Like their offense lost all momentum because of the amount of flags that they took. Offensive holding was just a ridiculous thing for them this game. It's something they're going to need to work on. See, I, I put a little note just from, from watching it all as mm. well, but like my um, thought on it is just watching the, the quarterback mm. personally Yeah, was just um, he didn't seem like um, creative and decisive when he was under pressure, you know, like when yeah. they obviously broke the defensive line, like there were so many times where they clearly had a play ready, and he's like, "Okay, that that should be my main guy, and I could get a touchdown off this." Yeah. There was a few times where I saw it, and obviously in the replay you see it again, where somebody else is open, and I don't know if he doesn't notice them or because of the pressure, he just full on commits to whatever he's already said, and then yeah. throws it to somebody who's already being guarded by two to three yeah. defensive players. Yeah. Uh, and I think that really fucked them over. Yeah. Um, and I yeah I don't I. Obviously, because this is the first proper game I've seen him as a quarterback. I don't know if that's because of the pressure or he is usually like that. I mean, yeah, we we have got to talk. The, the, the Steelers' defense kept them in the game. Like, the Steelers' defense, you're right, they did put a lot of pressure on. Obviously, TJ Watt was a big factor. I think he got three and a half sacks in the game. Um, he, got, he, got, he got two. He got two. Um, and one of them created a fumble in which yeah. the Steelers um, gained possession from. Yeah, yeah. So but, he earned his paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. Point. And I think now, I think now, isn't it that the Steelers have? Uh, I think they've now got the record for consecutive games with a sack. Like they, they're insane um, up there. I don't know if that's something you can maybe find, Scruffy. Uh, what was that, sorry? Uh, Just, uh, consec- Steelers consecutive games with a sack. Goodness me, it's really difficult to find that info. Yeah, I thought it'd have been a bigger story because they are they're they're now the lead the leading team. Like they've they've got the most consecutive games with a sack. Um, it was a uh, Cameron Hayward that got the other sack. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, the Steelers' defense. You're right with the pressures, with the points allowed, really kept the the Steelers in this game. And then I don't know, there was something in the second half that the offense just fired. Like, you know, Najee Harris, their, their rookie running back, got some good yardage. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster put up some good some good points. Um, I just, yeah, the, 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 the Steelers kept themselves in it and then got going. So, yeah. I was going to say as well, uh, just with the age difference between the quarterbacks as well. Yeah. Um, the experience seemed to be a bit more there for uh, Roethlisberger yeah. um, because there was that uh, pass he did, didn't he, that he intercepted and he instantly said, 
he was holding it before that that's why he intercepted it yeah yeah so it's it's that kind of when you know yeah, there's a he's got the experience to be vocal about yeah, it when yeah. Alan doesn't yeah so that sort of thing is actually a Rogers special like he gets a man offside or he gets you know 12 men on the field and he just bombs it and goes from there and whatever happens he knows he can either get 70 you know 40 50 yards or it'll be brought back because the flag was on the play it's it's a very special it's one of those elite things that that uh, you know more experienced quarterbacks you see it more with Aaron Rodgers uh, and Tom Brady but Ben is really good at it as well um so yeah it's one of those those good things you'll see um and I think it's something that Josh Allen will be able to do in yeah, the future it just comes with time exactly yeah yeah um, um, but yeah, no, I think you're right with the pressures stopping him going to his, his open receivers rather than just bombing it to his first read. Because I think as well, this is it, it's a quite a, a large score for mm. what it was. Because it it was only a, well, it was only one proper touchdown per team. Yeah, uh, one of the Steelers ones was um, they blocked a punt, didn't they? Yeah, blocked a punt for a special teams return. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. it was technically only one touchdown, but they still got into the double feet, like past the high, into the high teens at the very yeah. least. Um, so it was quite a big kicking game, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's you know, it's, it's. I mean, it just goes to show that points are points at the end of the day. Because I mean, they they put put up nine points on field goals. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the Bill Steelers. Um, what was next, Crofty? Uh, so we got Cleveland Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. Smith, you went for the Browns. Greg, you went for the Chiefs. The Chiefs obviously won that one. Yeah. It was, again, one of those games where the winning team started off from behind. Uh, you know, obviously the, the Bills went immediately ahead and the Steelers came from behind. The Browns went immediately ahead. And I don't think the Chiefs actually got the lead until the fourth quarter. Um <laughs> Oh, actually, I don't know if they got the lead then, but I, I noted it down. The it was from um, it was halfway through the third quarter. Right. It was still twenty-two ten. Yeah. And yeah. then they scored uh, that yeah. touchdown. I think because I uh, that was a game I watched yesterday and made notes on. But yeah, I think they they went ahead uh, in the fourth quarter. But yeah, it, a really good game. Um, the thing that like the Chiefs are a Super Bowl team. Let's put it out there. Like their issues once again lie on the O line. I don't know if you watched the O line, but I think for a solid five straight plays, I just watched the O line. And that O line couldn't stop anything. Like, don't get me wrong, okay, the Browns have two great players on their defense, their d- d- defensive line, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Two great players, but the O-line couldn't stop them if they wanted to. It's literally only because Mahomes is so great at getting the ball out of his hands that they actually had to, anything to go on offense. Um, I, I don't I don't get... They, they said they made improvements on their O-line. That did not come through this week. I mean, uh, for, for myself, I didn't really pay attention to no. that but look, thinking back on it I do understand what you mean and like you said it, it is only because Mahomes getting it out of his hands fast or even he's just a bit he is a bit quick on his feet and he can sidestep yeah. pitches but 
Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely understand yeah. that. Um, I mean, the only thing can... that I mentioned about, well, noted about Mahomes yep. was uh, his relationship with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, I think like Hill to Mahomes is like Gronk to Brady. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think yeah, Tyreek Hill is a major part of the offense. I think I would I would liken it more to Travis Kelsey, um, because Travis Kelsey again is one of those big, uh, big points of the offense. Um, he is it, it fits well, but it, 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 Kelsey is one of the best, you know, tight ends in the league, up there with Gronkowski and um, and George Hill. I think one of the things that that got me on the Browns play was how good their running was. The offensive that the running offensively with Nick Chubb um and Hunt was just was just fantastic. Um Oh yeah. I think that really solidified the Browns offense because it allowed them to do more on offense with, you know, RPOs and trick plays and stuff like that. So it's just it just goes to show how fundamentally an offense can come down to establishing the run and then you can get away with so much. Um, it's one of those things I don't think the Chiefs have the O-line for. I think, yeah, that O-line is going to be a worry. And I think edge rushers are going to, you know, you get a competent team like the Steelers edge rush, they will destroy the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I still think the Chiefs are going to do well this year. I just don't think they're going to do as well as they could do unless they get the O line sorted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just, just with you mentioning on the running plays as well, one of the things I noted down is I did en- enjoy watching um, Kareem Hunt. Mm. So my specific note is um, his jumps just reminded me of a salmon swimming up river and <laughs> caught by a grizzly midflight. <laughs> Because there, there was two anyway. They got they got the two the two points, and there was one yeah. where he did like quite a uh, a few yardage. But he did the jump. Yeah. But didn't make it over him. They just kind of like stood up yeah. underneath him. Yeah. <laughs> so it just reminded me of a salmon going up ripper. Uh, and then our last prediction of the week, which is going to be put. Uh, okay, I heard that sigh. <laughs> um, I think you may not be. Um. Too happy about this prediction is the Green Bay Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, both you and Smith pick Packers to win. I bet for Packers to win. The Packers did not win, and that's the last time I make my decision on going. You know what? I should do, it for, <laughs> do it for Craig. They and lost thirty-eight-three. No, no, wait, 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 no, no, guys, guys, guys. The Packers won thirty-eight to three. No, it was the other way around. No, 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 no. no. You're telling me that the MVP of last season, the you know the best offense in the league for 2020, mm-hmm. then lost and didn't put up a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, I have my notes upside down. Yeah, <laughs> notes were definitely upside down. <laughs> Did you have your screen upside down when you were watching? <laughs> 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 Mate, I think I watched the game upside down. <laughs> yeah. But, right, let's just you get into Australia a small... Because I've got more to say on it later. But let's give a small <laughs> breakdown of the game. See, when I was writing down my stuff to talk about it this week, I wanted to approach it... Uh, there was going to be two ways I was going to approach it. 
One way was literally fucking raging at the Packers, this, that, and the other, or going, it's just week one. Let's let's talk. Let, let's not worry about it. The one thing, the, the saving grace for this game is nobody knows what our defense is. <laughs> but no, again, I don't, I just don't think the Packers got off the plane. I think one of the things that, um, you know, one of the big things was this whole preseason narrative has got us in the mindset that we can walk over any team that we come against. And that's clearly not the case. I mean, the offense wasn't last year's offense. The defense, we have a lot of problems on defense. Our secondary is atrocious, right? Not atrocious because we've still got the best corner in the league. He still played well, but the rest of the safeties in the other corners around him, we need to work on. Let's not pretend that we didn't get they didn't get helped out by the ref's decisions. That pass, uh, that that rough in the passer call on Zadarius Smith was absolute garbage. I'm not saying it would have helped and swung momentum, but we did get an interception on that play, and it was ruled out because of a bad pass interference, which could have started the momentum towards us winning. I'm not saying it was going to, because our offense just wasn't there this game. The, the only thing is our special teams, which was the, I think, one of the worst special teams units from last year, at least looked average this game. So overall, special teams improvements. But I think we've got to give credit where credit's due. Sean Payton has made Jameis Winston into a fantastic quarterback. We didn't see the mistakes that we expected to see. We, you know, they're... Their receiving core and their running core look solid. And I think they are... A lot of people went into this with doubt on what the, the Saints were going to look like this year. And I think we're, we're seeing good Saints. Uh, yeah. the, the only thing that I have to say about is from what I watch and what I can remember about it, I know... is Rogers isn't retiring, is he? He just... Does he just want to leave the Packers and go somewhere else? Well, that that's the whole off season. I'll get. To, I'll talk about that in 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 my segment on the Green Bay Packers. But yeah. Um, well, all, all I was going to say was I just from looking at him, and it could have just been from his facial expressions. I don't know if he always looks like that, where he just looks like he's hung over all the time. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was, you know, getting on in years a bit, yeah. or because I knew that he was leaving in some way, he just sort of gave up. It mm-hmm. just felt that way a bit, just looking at him. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw the stats after the game, I don't know if it's, it's his fault or, you know, other stuff had happened, because as I said, I didn't watch the full thing. Um, it was only... It was, it was 15 out of 28 pass attempts that actually, you know, um, got through. Mm-hmm. So it was almost half just didn't happen yeah and I don't know if that as I said because I didn't watch the full game I don't know if that was because of him or there was other shit because I know you said that with some bad calls which I didn't notice uh, yeah. obviously it may have been later on or something yeah I think the the bad rough in the past call was in the third quarter so yeah right Um. so there we have it those are our predictions for the week we both got one right Um. so we, the lead if I 
remember correctly, Scruffy, I'm still in the lead, winning 2-1. believe so, yes. Yeah, fantastic. So let's start at the off-season. The off-season was atrocious for the Green Bay Packers because we never knew what Aaron Rodgers wanted. You know, there was reports that he wanted out, he wanted a trade. There was reports that um, two teams made trade requests. I think the Broncos were one of them. Um... And then there's this whole narrative that comes when he decides he's back. And he decides he's back before preseason. They do this whole contract negotiation where um, there is the door open for him to leave after this season. So they do the whole contract where, you know, there's a clause. If he wants to sign an extension, he can sign an extension. If not, he is up for trading next year. Um, so, you know before the 2022 regular season. Um, but then there's this whole discussion between him and Goodikenst. Um, You know, they bring Randall Cobb back. There's this whole last dance narrative in reference to the Bulls where, like, they're bringing everybody back one last season, all or nothing season. And then there's this whole narrative where Rogers wants more influence on the team. He wants to be in the draft room. He wants to be talk to about you know trade uh, you know what's going on with the trading of players obviously there was that story broke a little while ago, uh, last year I think it was about Jake Kumaro you know um, Aaron Rodgers said Jake Kumaro's my guy on the training camp next week gets traded to the Bills I think um, I don't get what Aaron Rodgers thinks at all at this point because if you come out and say and demand all this stuff and have the worst off season that a Packers team can have really you've got to turn up at week one and play ball Aaron Rodgers had the worst quarterback rating ever that he's ever had and statistically he would have been better off throwing it into the dirt on every down he had he would have had a better quarterback rating at that point. I just, I think, one of the say this last dance narrative, the time, the, the the idea that they can roll over any team in the NFL, obviously got shut down. But we need to check our egos at the door. We need to to get onto that pitch and play football because it looked like nobody turned up to play. I say though, I say nobody. There were players that turned up to play because. Elton, Elton Jenkins had a great, uh, great time on on the overline. Royce Newman and um, Josh Myers are rookies on the O line, played brilliantly. And then, obviously, when it came to garbage time at the end, when we put Jordan Love on, we put Amari Rogers on. Um, they played well. Obviously, at, at that point, nobody is playing their starters, so the defense for the Saints had dropped in caliber a little bit but they connected well Jordan Love through I actually I think statistically he had a better game than Rodgers in that which wouldn't have been hard but you know those sort of things done well and that, this is the thing like when I was breaking it down for um how I was going to talk about it on this podcast I wanted to bring three three things I wanted to have a list of three so I've got three lists of three things that I want to talk about. The first is the things that were good. The Jordan Love series 
is it's gonna be it, no. Quick. I say it's three things, and it's it's one of those things. One of them's kind of harsh. The Jordan Love series, where he was on the pitch, was good football. Obviously, it ended uh, with a turnover. It didn't end brilliantly, but it was a good series. We saw some good stuff out of Jordan Love. The defense is still hidden from most people. The Joe Barry defense, because if if that back defense is what we're going to put up each week, we're in trouble. But the good news is that nobody can scheme an offense against our defense just yet. And I know I'm clutching at st- straws with these good things, but I have to in that game. And the um, the the rookies, as I've said, Josh Myers, but I didn't mention Eric Stokes. When Eric Stokes played in front of Kevin King, our secondary looked better. And I think Eric Stokes is already ready to be a starter. I think that's that was made clear from this game. The things that need to change going forward. Um, as I said, we need to check our egos at the door. We need to fight as if every team we are facing is about to win. Because this game... We went into the game looking like we were already 30 points up. We won. And that's that's something that's going to have to change going through. I've, I don't want any more of this last dance narrative. I don't want any more Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Let's run it back last this same thing last year. Because quite clearly, we haven't started this season the same as we started last season. And that needs to change. The next thing that needs to change going forward is Kevin King. Kevin King looked fucking lost on that pitch. Now I don't I don't hate Kevin King as a person, but he needs he needs to be taught how to play offense at this point and I don't think he he needs he's going to learn from the Packers because I think the Packers need to move on from Kevin King. A, this Kevin King is a starter on corner for some other team. He is not a starter for the Packers. Our run offense, this is kind of semi-connected to the O-line, but our O-line needs to do better at creating gaps on uh, the running play. So my third point is we need to get back to the LaFleur offense because we did not play the LaFleur offense this week. We didn't play any of the pre-snap motions. We didn't get our run game going. So we couldn't get the RPOs going, the post-snap motions. There was one really great play where Aaron Rodgers done the best fake handoff ever. But it amounted to nothing because the defense wasn't fooled. We hadn't established our run game, so that didn't work. We need to get back to that typical Lafleur offense of last year because the first year that Lafleur came in, Aaron Rodgers hadn't bought into the offense, so we had a rougher season of it. Last year, Aaron Rodgers was all in on that offense, but it seems like this this week, Lafleur said, "Go play, just go play football," and Lafleur came out and said we hadn't had enough time to prepare for the Saints. Now I'm calling bullshit because we had an extra week between the preseason and the regular season you had time to a establish your scheme of offense but b more than enough time 
to prepare anything for this Saints game. And quite honestly, that was an embarrassing... Like, Because I say, if that's how we're going to play on offense going forward, that's we're going to get wiped by every single team, even the Bears. And then my last list is stuff that worries me. Stuff that worries me going forward. That I think... I don't think we're going to be able to change in a week. And that's how... what The, the main point of this is how lost Matt LaFleur le- looked going into the third and fourth quarter. He looked like he had no idea what he was doing anymore. Like, there, like we should have challenged the roughing the passer call. There was um, a... a bad call on when Love was playing that wasn't challenged. It looked like LaFleur uh, had given up in that last few series. And we need a head coach that is going to fight and keep the teams honest the entire way through a game, whether we are losing dramatically or whether we're winning it. Because it's easy to do well when you're winning a game. You need to have a coach that is going to push you when we are losing a game this badly. And I want to see Lafleur fight for his offense and his defense, even when we're getting smoked. Because I didn't see that at the end. What I saw from Lafleur is a man that literally had no idea what had just happened and had no idea what to do going forward. And I think that's that worries me. Because if we get in a game like we did last year against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, we're going to have another LeFuller looks lost season. And I just don't get that. The next thing that worries me is the Aaron Rodgers hero ball. Now, what, what I mean by this is Aaron Rodgers just went out there and he made some ridiculous plays. He threw two interceptions, which he doesn't do often. And that was because he was literally going, I'm Aaron Rodgers. This is a pass that's going to make it. And it wasn't schemed well. It wasn't good play. And it just didn't work. And we, Aaron Rodgers seemed to think he could throw it for 30 yards every play and have no repercussions. We need him to buy into that Lafleur offense again. We need him to buy into that scheme again. And then... My last point of concern is the team leaders on the pitch. Apparently, before the team leaders were announced for this season, they said that 27 individual players on the start on the initial 53 had votes to be a team leader. And yet I saw nobody on those sidelines hyping players up. I saw none of these leaders going up and going like, let's get some momentum going, let's get some drive. Nobody seemed to care on the sideline everybody was just dejected on the sideline we if we've got 27 potential leaders on the pitch or on the initial 53 we need some of them to start g and other players up whether it's just free false hype or something like that we need those leaders to step up and that's one thing that i just didn't see on the sideline i mean that that sounds like a lot, and nobody showed anything. But, but that was it. I mean, 
All you need is one person to start a conga line of leadership. That, legitimately. They're, they're, they're all hyped yes, as shit. Image of just the entirety of the management team in the NFL just in a conga line. Well, <laughs> all with all if I was watching off. that game and they started that, you know, when you're losing 38-3, to anything, as long as they are showing energy, would have been better than what I saw. Because I just saw 53 people, you know, oh, sorry, 44, uh, 42 players on the sideline sitting there looking dejected. And that's not how we're going to, like, win games going forward. Because if that, like, it looked like we were picked off where we left off after the Tampa Bay game. We literally look like that offense again. And we can't afford to look like that offense. If this is the last dance, if this, if this is the last season that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer, if this is the last season that Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones or this team is going to be a Green Bay Packer, then my God, do I need to switch my brain off for the next year because I am done if this is the last dance. I can't wait to the Jordan Love era because that way I can see a, a team that actually wants to play football. No, I, I completely understand that. You, you, all you need is one person yeah. to step up, but in that mindset, even just seeing Rogers, it, it's it's. Do they have the confidence to do that? Do they have the experience to do that, or can they just not be asked? I I definitely think they have the experience because I mean this is Aaron Rodgers' seventeenth season. You know he is. He's got another three seasons left in in him at least. He, but I feel like the troubles in the off season. He's hyped himself too much. He's he's tooted his own horn and he's done nothing to earn what he needs. Um, and I just I just think that we need a serious look in the mirror to go forward. Now. The good news is, and I'm going to use this as my last point of this segment, we're going up against the Detroit Lions this week. We have to... Like, there is a no-win scenario in this game, because if we lose, we're a rubbish team. If we win, it's just the Detroit Lions. The only way we come out of this looking like we actually want to play football again is if we get the fundamentals right and we potentially put up big points. I don't think we're going to put up big points, but we need to do something in this game. And I say, that's where I'm going to leave Green Bay for now. Obviously, Smith, if you've got any kind of closing points you want to say about the Detroit Lions game. As, as yeah. in, like, the game that's yeah. coming up? Or, um, Like yourself, if I'm going to watch it, I want yeah. to see more. I do. I, do. I want to see not only a bit of actual structure, mm-hmm. but I want. Uh, yeah, you do. You want to see the commitment. Of it. Like you said, if anything is going to be the last thing, go out with a fucking bang. Don't go into like holiday mode two yeah. weeks before. Just do yeah. it. All right then. So let's move on. Um, my team to watch this week 
it's 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 a tough week, um, because I I, I want to say Chargers again because Chargers done so well in week one, but I don't. I I I'm gonna pick the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Denver Broncos, um, because I think the Jacksonville team are gonna improve on what they've done in week one obviously we saw rookie first round pick first overall pick trevor lawrence in action he i don't know if you guys knew this but trevor lawrence suffered his first regular season loss at the jaguars like he had won every single regular season game in high school he had won every regular season game in college at clemson this was his first regular season loss uh, it's not a lot first loss overall because he lost in the the postseasons of the playoff games with the Jaguars, but uh, sorry not the Jaguars uh, at Clemson. But this was his first regular season loss, and I'm gonna I I, I think he's gonna bounce back because I don't think the Denver Broncos are gonna be good enough on defense to stop them. But I also have worries about their offense. So that's my team to watch this week. That's my game to watch this week. Um, Smith, have you got any players that you saw from week one that you're really interested to see how they develop in week two? Um, well, I had already mentioned uh, two yep. players. Chase Claypool uh, was one of them. Which was uh, Chase Claypool yep. for Steelers and uh, Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills. Um, just because like, it, it wasn't necessarily that they did the best yep. on their team. Like, they didn't have the most yeah, yards or anything like that, but they did something that was interesting or at least entertaining yeah. to watch, uh, regardless. And then I, the only other one that I noted down specifically because I also watched the Eagles yep. and Falcons game and the Seahawks Absolutely. and Colts game. Um, the Seahawks, uh, Taylor Lockett, who I think he only played for the first half, but in the f- first two quarters. He still managed a hundred mm-hmm. receiving yards and yeah. two touchdowns. No, Tyler Lockett is one of those veterans within the Seahawks. Like him and Russell Wilson have a fantastic connection. So yeah, I think Lockett's going to have a big season this year. Well, for some reason, I thought like um, it would be Metcalf stealing the mm-hmm. show over him, but and that, I think that's what yeah. surprised me a little bit. Like, regardless of the chemistry or how long they've been there. Uh, for some reason, I expected it to be Metcalf, yeah. like the other way around, because I know Metcalf got the yeah. other touchdown receiving. Um, uh, Falcons, well, Eagles and Falcons-wise, I, I have nothing really to say about the Falcons player-wise. The only thing I wanted to mention about the the actual mm-hmm. game is it looks like this entire season will just be a learning curve season for the Falcons, because I feel like uh, it's, it's, four, it's the Ryan's 14th yeah. season. Um, I know that they've got the younger players like uh, who did a new down. Oh, they've got that Felipe Franks, yeah. which I brought up last time, but he yeah. wasn't playing this week. And they've got uh, Rosen, yeah, Rosen. Yeah. Um, coming in. So I think they're lining up to get those younger yeah. quarterbacks in and either Ryan to retire. Do you or think it's this is his last season? Then? I'm thinking it. If this isn't, 
it's yeah. close, I'd say, within this or the next right. two seasons. So within three years, at, yeah. uh, at least. Because I, uh, but I just think, yeah, at the moment, it, it's a, it seems like it's yeah. a learning curve for them because he is thirty six yeah. at the moment as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he, he made some good calls and stuff, but they just weren't yeah. good enough. And their quarterback for the Eagles, I'll probably watch the Eagles game yeah. this week as well. Uh, they're playing the Forty ers uh, just for Hurts because he seems like a quarterback that can do everything. Yeah, when like his his bullet passes yeah. were amazing and like they were so accurate. And then they was just, like he would just run it so easily. He's like, yeah, it just yeah seems like one of those quarterbacks that can yeah. do both. Yeah. Absolutely, and he was interesting to watch, even though. If I was going to, if I went, I went into it supporting the team. <laughs> All righty then, fantastic. And then let's talk about the Brits in the NFL. Now, the Brits in the NFL are making the news for all the wrong reasons. Um, Cocaine? No, unfortunately. I mean, that would be. Let's let's talk about the biggest one. Um, Jamie Gillen. Uh, had an absolute mare of a punt for the Browns against the Chiefs. Um, he dropped it, ended up being a turnover, gave the Chiefs great steel, uh, field position to, for their comeback drive. Um, and then he, he performed, like, bearing in mind, this was, I think, the first punt of the game, I think. Um but yeah, just uh, just absolute muffed it, dropped it, tried to run it, and got tackled for a loss. Uh, obviously, this was fourth down and, and gave the turnover. The second punt, I think, went for 50-odd yards, so done better, redeemed himself. But coaches came out and said, look, he, 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 he buggered it. Um but he, <laughs> he buggered it. it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know, that's, you have to use the British lingo that's, for that's, it. Don't that's, you? that's my British twang on it. <laughs> Oi, mate, you absolutely buggered it. Yeah, but no, he, you know, he, he, the the good news is that you know the coaches have said, look, he's not an excuses guy. He come out, he owned his mistake, and he's he's still going to be the punter moving forward. Um, and then FA Obada. Um, He's actually questionable for this week's game. Um, he's limited practice with a calf injury. Uh, apparently got injured either in the Friday practice or the Thursday practice, but he had limited participation and is listed as questionable for their game. Um, the Bills obviously playing the... Ooh, I can't remember now. Uh, Bills playing the Dolphins. So, yeah. Um not good news on that front. The other Brits, uh, Jack Crawford and Jermaine Eliminor. Um, we're just going to move past that. Um, That's uh, aluminium for aluminium. Yes, they can. not aluminium. More <laughs> um, uh, Crawford. Uh, Obviously, on the injured reserve for the Cardinals, and uh, Illuminor is still active. Um, I was trying to look for his stats um, for this for for the game against um, against the Ravens. Couldn't find any stats on him, so I couldn't tell you if he played well or not. Um, 
But yeah, <laughs> I, I literally, I was looking for about 20 minutes for stats on how F.A. Obada played and Illuminor plays. Couldn't find them. Couldn't find them. So I'm going to say that they played fantastic football. Um, obviously, you know, Illuminor in, in played... One? Yeah. Yeah. So Illuminor played well, led... He, he led the Vegas Raiders uh, to a win um, from the O-line. Um, <laughs> and yeah, F.O. Bada uh, for the Bills uh, played brilliantly. Um, so those are the Brits in the NFL. Uh, which rounds us out to our final segment. Um, so go on, Scruffy. Give us those week two predictions. Good old predictions. We're going to try and keep this a little bit... Split up and make sure that every team gets a prediction, because otherwise you're just going to be going around the big ones and then no one's really going to get any interesting ones. So, so, first prediction is the 49ers versus the Eagles. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going Eagles uh, just because I just watched their last game and um, even though they played against the Falcons, who, as I said, weren't really in it, mm -hmm. they're quarterback. It's just, to me, stunning. Um, and I think it doesn't matter what defence he's going against. He seems to have the right head headset to get around it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going Eagles for that one. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to go 49ers. Um, purely because I think that defence is an absolute monster. I think Bosa is going to have another brilliant year. I think he's going to get right up in Hertz's face and really... Stop that offense! Um, oh, why, why, why didn't you go for it? It's gonna get in, hurts his face and hurt him. Well, you, you know, moron. I didn't want to make too, you know, too too drastic a pun. Um, <laughs> but my main concern with the 49ers is that offense. Um, I don't know whether jo uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the right quarterback for the job. Uh, but I think we're gonna see them flipping it out between uh, Garoppolo and I believe it's Lance. Um, to go forward. I let's say my concern is with the offense, but I trust the 49ers defense to really shut down anything that the uh, the Eagles have got. Why do you trust? Don't think that quarterback's got it. Hasn't he been there for a few years? It's just he's he. Don't get me wrong. He played some fantastic football uh, in the nineteen regular season, but I just don't. I think. He got injured last year and just hasn't bounced back properly from it. So that that's my concern. Yeah. Prediction number two. So the second one, Broncos versus the Jaguars. So I've already predicted this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Jaguars are going to go forward and win. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have... Um, a beast of a game. I think he's going to put his name down for Rookie of the Year, um, mainly from this game. But yeah, I think the, the Jaguars are going to go and stomp the Broncos. Smitty boy. Um, I, haven't, I have no reason behind it um, because I haven't watched either of them mm -hmm. play yet. Um, I was going to go Jaguars. I feel like I should go Broncos just to go against you. No, no, no. Um, the thing is, we both yeah. we both predicted for, for, that yeah. you know, week one we both predicted Tampa would win. Week two, we both predicted the Packers win. So it's not, it's not yeah. 
you know, you don't have to well, go against me. Go with what you think. Um, I don't have the knowledge to like make an informed decision, yeah. but gut feeling to me, Jaguars, yeah. Okay. And it's, our it's last this, prediction. This last one I'm not sure about. Titans okay. Seahawks. Titans Seahawks. Now again, I watched the Seahawks versus the Colts. It was 26-16 to the Seahawks. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it's one of them, like, I don't think they played, like, amazing to run over them or anything. Mm. They just played a little bit better. Yeah. So, I don't know how they're going to be against the Titans. Titans is Tennessee, right? Yeah. Because I know Julio Jones has come there from the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll go with the Titans to myself. Okay. Um, okay. Only because I, I know about Julio Jones. I know he is a good player, and I think with the right quarterback, that yep. can be a really um, strong, yeah, aggressive offense. I agree with you. I think the Titans uh, can be a good offense. I don't get me wrong. I think they're going to have a better game than they did against the Cardinals. Um, I still think the Seahawks are going to take it. Um, I just think Russell Wilson is one of those quarterbacks um, that can do well against any team. Um, but I think this Seahawks unit, whilst I don't think it's a Super Bowl contender, I still think it's a playoff contender. Um, and I do think they're going to do well. I I can I think that I think what you saw on offense in week one for the Seahawks is only going to improve. Um, I just think they need to to work on their running backs situation, and then I think they'll be they'll be even better. Well, I was just going to say that I was like, yeah, I I agree that they're good, and I think they will only get better because the only notes I have mm. from that Seahawks Colts game. Uh, notes on the Seahawks yeah. offense because of Lockett and um, yeah Chris Carson because there was there was a run that he did they only needed yeah. a yard to make the down and he, he ran oh he yeah ran no I'm not, I'm not saying because he just like yeah. overpowered I'm not saying the running game for for the Seahawks is bad I just think it needs to be elite for them to to progress it's to be yeah exactly. fine tuned yeah. Just quickly, because it's completely off. I completely forgot to mention it in yeah. the Steelers and Bills game. Um, just because we brought up tackling. Um, Bills mm-hmm. number 58, linebacker, Matt Milano. It really annoyed me. He tackles uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Uh, um, basically, it got the catch, but it wasn't fully in his hand. It yep. was still bouncing. And he was just trying to correct it. He already had a player behind him, like literally, like grabbing his shirt and almost onto his leg, so he'd trip over. And then Matt Milano came over and shoulder barged him mm-hmm. to make him fumble. But then, like, showed off afterwards as if, like, yeah, I fucked him up, and it really pissed me off. I was like, you didn't fuck him up. He weren't concentrating. Like, he was concentrating on the ball. I like get if you do a tackle and then you did did the shoulder barge still, and then just was like, yeah, okay, but- whatever. You were concentrate. He's off balance That's and everything like that. Legitimately, no. most plays in football, like mate, I, know, that, I mean, what it, you've it, just like, described ju- just... is every sack in football, pretty much. The quarterback <laughs> wasn't concentrating and got tackled. 
<laughs> but True. yeah, it was just it was just one of them like going from experience like of playing rugby yeah. and you've passed the ball and then somebody just runs into you and knocks you over. It's like. Yeah, because I didn't have the ball anymore, you dick. <laughs> the amount of times I've seen that happen in small league rugby just, like, basically turns into a... Fu- it basically just turns into a shoulder match. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I just wanted to bring it up just because that's the only point where, like, out of all the games I watched, I genuinely yeah. got a bit pissed yeah. off. Um, and I know... I just thought, it's a new little segment. I got pissed off this week because you were really pissed off this <laughs> okay. week. So, Smith's segment next week is Smith got furious at who... Um, <laughs> yeah, but I guess <laughs> the part of the just to clarify, because I want to make sure I've written down properly and that yep. we aren't, you know, missing predictions. Forty uh, Niners Eagles, Smith Eagles, Greg Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Both of you for the Jaguars. Yep. Tyson's for Smith, Seahawks for you, Greg. Correct. Cool. Got them all right. Yes. Nice. Let's do this. Um. <laughs> I guess the thing that we haven't really talked about is something we should potentially talk about. Um, I know we've done our predictions, and that's normally the the way we end the the the, the show. Um, should we have a quick talk about the Washington Giants game? Because I don't think we talked about that in our breakdown of games, obviously, because it's being a week two game. This is that weird Friday feeling where we've already had the Thursday game, but we're talking about week two. Oh, that's do you? I haven't, haven't watched, watched it, it myself. Okay. Yet. I tell you what, we'll make no. that part of our first segment of the next episode then, because well, I think it's it's definitely a game we should but, talk about. Yeah. Don't get Smith started on Washington though, yeah, but I, I, because I, otherwise he'll just start. I ain't got no, I ain't, I'm not like angry. I was just like, you know, Jesus Christ! Like even Craig said, it was like you'll just pick another bird. <laughs> but even like I was just, I was thinking when we're naming teams before, it was like, yeah, there's so many birds, but. San Francisco doesn't need that. They just picked 49 Yeah, I've got no idea. Make, make a, a word. Why sure football right. team? Let's be honest. The worst name in football? Cleveland. They're the Browns. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean... Because they, they didn't have the rights to name themselves Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I think that his name is based on that? It must be. Um... It I must no be idea. based on the Cleveland Browns. It has to be. I mean, 49ers do actually have a good reason, by the way. It's the one piece of empire I know. Yeah. Was it for, Was it in 49 Yes, it was. It was the Northern Cali like 1849 Gold Rush. There we go. And that is why they're called the yeah. 49ers, because it comes from the prospectors. Yeah. Um, well, we we can quickly just mention, because of the we said we were talking about this before we yeah. recorded, because of the name yeah. change, because of the, the Certainly, bad yeah. reasons. Um <laughs> Yeah, we were saying like, why don't you pick up? There's like, oh, what well, one bird that's very popular in Washington that they could be in? Could be the Washington pigeons. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Washington flying yeah. roaches. Yeah. Uh, Washington, Washington liars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, interjected with wa- Washington Wash- racists. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> Washington hashtag bring back yeah, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like, okay, I was just literally going through. So you've got. So many animal-based teams. You've got the Lions, the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Bears, the uh, Dolphins, the Rams, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Eagles, you, the you know. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? What's that? It's the it's the equivalent of like a Pokemon. All the like old school Pokemon, and it's like, oh, we have a pretty yeah, good yeah. name. It's like, mm, okay, we found out that's bad. You know. 
Or, or we can't have Jinx looking yeah, like yeah, that yeah. anymore because yeah, make up purple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let, let let's um let's come out with a new Pokemon. What is it? It's a keyring. You haven't done all the animals yet, you <laughs> dicks. Okay, so what you're saying is we should have them as the Washington Pikachu's. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna say something like Washington Mick. <laughs> Get on that Washington because that would be the greatest crossover oh. for a Pokemon sponsorship I've ever heard. I don't think they can no, afford it because of all the. No. <laughs> they the would no, I mean, need Nintendo to buy. That's what I mean. Um, you get Nintendo to sponsor the team and then call yourselves <laughs> the bloody Washington Pikachu's. Oh my god, the Washington. I mean, Squirtles. what if? A, oh what, no! Whatever game is coming, whatever game is coming out that year, they can just have that season as that name, so they can be the the Washington Last of Us teams. <laughs> the Washington Pokemon uh, Pearl redo. <laughs> well, the bloody oh, what is it? The what? <laughs> Washington War Zones. That works really well. Why does that work too well? Washington uh, War Zone. Oh, uh, brilliant. Oh, wait. No, that would be really bad considering where Washington's been going lately with war. I was going to say, you know, January 6th might have something to say about the that. Washington? <laughs> Washington? <laughs> and this is how this podcast gets flagged. <laughs> You said Washington and the T word in one sentence. We are now on a watch list. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bleep that entire section out. Uh. Washington, Disney Plus owns us now. <laughs> Disney owns us Washington, Washington, the next Avengers film is going to be so great, you guys. <laughs> I mean, that that would be actually a good name, that the Washington Avengers. Wait, hang on, he's actually got one there. Yeah. Yeah, in this game of to... taking the mick out of the Washington names, I've come up with a great name for the Washington team. <laughs> that that's it. We've solved racism. That's it. Um, <laughs> uh, America, feel free to pay us. We've Some solved your biggest game. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Rename a football team that will solve racism. <laughs> it's just that's all I'm imagining now. It's just a massively like. Base boosted Avengers theme. And then, like, on the douche douche, Fitzpatrick braces other hip. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, if if they were the Washington Avengers, I can't wait for their mascot to be Brian. <laughs> it's actually just Phil Coulson, the original person who needed Avenging. <laughs> Phil Coulson's dead. <laughs> We've killed Scrubby. Phil Coulson's dead. You can't kill a ghost. Right. He's not dead though, because he came back for Agents of Shield. Okay. <laughs> Did he or is he cloned? This is for another podcast. I'm sure this is for well, okay. Tune in next week where we discover the mystery of whether Phil Coulson's dead or not. <laughs> into madness this, this last we wrapped we were close to wrapping up the show and we descended into madness the, the, the title name should be the, the uh, episode 2 the Phil Coulson Files. episode 2 Phil Coulson returns the ghost of Phil Coulson the ghost of Coulson past <laughs> I 
hope it should, otherwise you're going to become a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. But good bitch! <laughs> there we go. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>